And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, the narrative today will come from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. We'll read that uh, when Paul arrived the third time in Corinth, he would not be lenient toward unrepentant sinners. His actions could include uh, several things. Number one, confronting and publicly denouncing their behavior. Uh, Number two, exercising church discipline by calling them before the church leaders. Or number three, excommunicating them from the church entirely. That we will be alive with him and will have God's power should be a comfort to all believers. Christians are not just playing church. We're not in this uh, angry ocean of a world in a rubber raft with a plastic paddle. No, we are passengers on His Majesty's finest vessel, driven by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we may be tempted to underestimate our ability to accomplish what Christ desires. We forget that Christ is on the bridge, directing the ship safely through the rough seas and finally into its eternal port. We'll read here today that the Corinthians were called to examine and test themselves to see if they really were Christians. Now, just as we get physical checkups, Paul urges us to give ourselves spiritual checkups. We should look for a growing awareness of Christ's presence and power in our life. Then we'll know if we're true Christians or merely imposters. If we're not actively seeking to grow closer to God, we are drawing farther away from Him. The authority Paul had received from the Lord was to strengthen the believers, not to tear them down. Paul gives good advice for our day fellow believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There is no room in the household of faith for the deprecation of a fellow worker. We'll see that Paul was dealing with an ongoing problem in the Corinthian church. He could have refused to communicate until they cleared up their situation, but he loved them and reached out to them again with the love of Christ. Love, however, means that sometimes we have to confront those we care about, both authority and personal concern are needed in dealing with people who are ruining their lives with sin. But there are several wrong approaches in confronting others, and these can further break relationships rather than heal them. All right, let's read about it now here in the New Testament. September 13th, the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. This is the third time I am coming to visit you, And as the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all others, just as I did before. The next time, I will not spare them. I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and will have God's power. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. As you test yourselves... I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. 
Do the right thing before we come. Even that makes it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to seem weak, if it helps show that you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. I am writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with Christian love. All of God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our narrative from the book of Psalms today comes from Psalm 57, verses 1 through 11. Here's a little overview of what we'll find there. This psalm was probably written about David's reflections when he was hiding in a cave from Saul. At times, we may be surrounded by people who gossip about us or criticize us. Verbal cruelty can damage us as badly as physical abuse. Rather than answering with hateful words, we, like David, can talk with God about the problem. David's firm faith in God contrasted sharply with his enemies' loud lying and boasting. When confronted with verbal attacks, the best defense is simply to be quiet and praise God, realizing that our confidence is in His love and faithfulness. In times of suffering, don't turn inward to self-pity or outward to revenge, but turn upward to God. David calls out to his soul and his instruments to prepare for praise. Before a new day begins, he wants to wake the dawn with his song honoring God's faithfulness. Instead of spending a sleepless night worrying about what he cannot change, he uses those wakeful hours to meditate on an expression suitable for the world. David's example shows us how to turn times of stress into times of blessing by considering God's faithfulness in comparison with our fleeting problems. Psalm 57, verses 1 through 11, for the choir director, a psalm of David, regarding the time he fled from Saul and went into the cave, to be sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I cry out to God Most High, to God who will fulfill His purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. Interlude My God will send forth His unfailing love and faithfulness. I am surrounded by fierce lions, who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, and whose tongues cut like swords. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. Interlude My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. 
Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Proverbs 23, verses 9 through 11. Don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers. Don't take the land of defenseless orphans, for their Redeemer is strong. He himself will bring their charges against you 